Truth Be Told Productions, The Aftermath of a Kansas City Necktie Party, 2009. This is a story about a 20-year-old guy who goes to the bowling alley with his friend. They drink heavily. Then they go to a after-bowling alley party at a middle-aged man's apartment in an apartment complex. The police are called three times by a neighbor in the apartment complex. The first two times that the police respond, they say, you're going to have to keep it down. And the third time that the police respond, the victim uh, has been murdered. He's been killed. So, what I have here tonight is the EMS report. And I look at the EMS report and I read it. And the one thing that sticks out to me the most is that in two different places on the report, they state that the victim had dried blood around his mouth. Okay. And if the blood is around his mouth and it's dry already, it makes me wonder how long did it take rescue to get there? How long did it take the ambulance to get there? This report says that dispatch was notified at 2.31 a.m., okay? And the unit, that means the ambulance, was also notified at the exact same time, 2.31 a.m. The ambulance is en route by 2.33 a.m., so within two minutes, they're en route. Uh, the ambulance arrives on scene at 2.36, literally five minutes after they're summoned, the EMS respond. When the EMS gets there, uh, PD states to the EMS that the guy got jumped. When I look that up in the Urban Dictionary, the guy got jumped. That means that more than one person attacked him. If he, if that's, if that statement is true, and it says it right in this EMS report. Now, sometimes people will be more honest with EMS personnel because EMS personnel does not have the authority to arrest anyone. So maybe that's the truth, that this young man was jumped at that party. When people are taken to the police headquarters, uh, most of them say they don't know. They don't know who was fighting. They don't know what happened. Uh, they just don't know. They, they were outside smoking a cigarette or they were outside grilling chicken. And they just didn't see who the victim was fighting with. Okay, there is a truth to be told. And someone's not being honest. You know, who is it? Who who knows what happened here? Who wanted to harm the victim? Who was angry at the victim that night? There's witnesses from that bowling alley that may have saw something and think it's insignificant, but it probably is very significant. Nobody knows what happened when they get to the police station. Nobody knows. Why do people lie to the police? Okay, and the simple answer is people lie to the police for self-protection. That's why. Now, whether they're guilty because they did something or they're guilty because they saw something and they didn't report it or they're afraid that whoever jumped this guy will then jump them. I'm not exactly sure. 
Okay? If you were there, if you were at that party where this young man was killed, if you were there and you were afraid to tell the truth, no one knows what it's like to be in your shoes. Fear and secrets, those kind of things are all kind of cool when you're young. But the victim gets to be young forever, but not his mother, okay? Not his mother. His mother is seeking closure. And uh, closure is a feeling that an emotional and traumatic experience has been resolved. Well, nothing's been resolved here. Uh, Not even, not the victim, not for his mother, not for all the people at the party that watched this young man die. Not one person at that party called 911. All three times that the police were called, it was by a neighbor, a neighbor living directly above the party, okay? Not one person at that party got in trouble for not calling 911. There could have been as many as 15 people at that party. I read that in the report that someone said around 15 people. The police get on scene they note seven to eight people. Okay, the only ones that were questioned were the ones that got caught being at the party. I'm very sure that when the police came the first or the second time, people were scramming out of there. They were getting out of the way. They were am scraying away. The uh, ambulance report states that when they came on scene, the victim had agonal respirations. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody with agonal respirations, but if you have, it's something you cannot forget easily. It's when someone is not breathing normally and they're just like little gasps of air where this poor guy is, his body's just trying to, to, to do all it can do. A lot of people made wrong decisions on the night of April the 14th, 2009 and the morning of April the 15th, 2009. A lot of people made wrong decisions. The victim himself, he probably shouldn't have drank as much as he did. He shouldn't have engaged any altercations. He should have maybe went home. I I don't know. Coulda, woulda, shoulda all day long. It's not going to bring him back. Uh, More wrong decisions were made by the bowling alley for serving minors alcohol. And they didn't even get any trouble. The middle-aged man that parties with a bunch of young adults. He made some wrong decisions that night. The police department was there. Twice before, at any point, this young man could have been arrested. I'm very sure that his mother would much rather have went to the police department and bailed him out, had a stern talk with him, let him go before a judge, let a judge say, hey, you're going to have to go and do this treatment. 
you know, in the evenings or, uh, you know, something to, to make your life better. She'd have much rather went up there and dealt with that and paid fines and bailed her son out. Or maybe she wouldn't have. Maybe she's a tough love mother. I don't know her. Maybe she'd have said, well, you got to sit there till they say you're done. Either way, I'm very sure that every mother in this world would rather her child be in a jail than on a cold slab. I had a friend say to me, why did I title it the way that I titled it? Why did I title it The Aftermath of a Kansas City Necktie Party 2009? If it were my child, I'm very sure that's not what I would call this. I would say, call this podcast something like, somebody killed my baby. But I I don't know the mother and I, I don't know the, I don't know anybody in this whole scenario. But I do know that I needed to give this podcast a name that would draw some attention. I know that there were people at that bowling alley that night. I'm sure whatever altercations that were going on between the victim and whoever, I'm sure it didn't start at the spare of a moment. I'm sure it was something that was going on. Somebody had to see or know something. Everyone's been too quiet for too long. If you think that your silence is doing anything to help the future, you're wrong. Because someone involved in this has went ahead and done other things to harm other people. And I'm not able to disclose any of that yet. But it's coming. I hate to leave you in suspense. I don't know what else to do. I just know that I want someone to reconsider this case if you look at it in the ems report it states on the first page i take it back second page it states it clear as day bystanders state he got jumped that means more than one person attacked this kid i don't know why they all work at an italian restaurant Are they playing like a a role? Is it a role game? Are they all playing a game where uh, they're like the godfather and you're either going to get strangled on the living room floor or you're going to wake up with a horse's head in your bed? I don't know. They all continue to work together after the crime. Sometimes looking at the case from start to finish helps kind of see it in a clearer picture. So what we have is a 20-year-old man who goes to a bowling alley with a couple of friends. I think he might have knew two people at the bowling alley, okay, that he was acquainted with. Everyone else uh, is a new group of people that he's going to be associating with. And they all work together at this Italian restaurant. They drink until midnight when the bowling alley closes 
Then the party gets moved to this middle-aged man's house. I think there was maybe some altercation at the bowling alley. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I think, like, something was going on to where this victim, I don't believe he was invited to the party. The person that he rides the bowling alley with, he doesn't ride to the party with that person. He somehow gets a ride to his car, which is parked at a pharmacy, and then he goes from the pharmacy to the party. There's three text messages on his phone, and they're all pretty incriminating. It says, one's like, I'm going to punch somebody, and then one says, uh, I'm going to punch this guy. And the person responding is asking questions like, did you find the party? And I think that this is a person he ran into at the bowling alley, spoke to her, asked her, hey, there's this middle-aged man that has these parties. Do you know this guy? She says, yeah, he's famous. He does that all the time. You know, it's a thing on Tuesday nights. uh, People go over there. And uh, I think he got general directions from her and showed up at this party uninvited is what I think happened uh and I think he got jumped I think a whole bunch of people two one for sure that I know of somebody jumped on that boy okay I don't know was he fighting everyone there's a statement from the chicken guy that owns the property that says he got punched in the nose by the victim you know is it a fight or flight type of situation where you gotta you got to do what you got to do to survive. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I I really wish that somebody would just step forward and, and just let the truth be told. Okay? Now, here's a tidbit of information that I wasn't really uh, sure of or aware of. But on this podcast, I think if you download the app for Anchor, you might be able to call and leave a voicemail message for me at which I could then include in my podcast. So if you have a great question or you know about this case or there's something I need to be looking at, I think there is a way for you to leave me a message for this podcast. It was April in Kansas City. There's a fire actively going in the fireplace. So I'm very sure it's pretty cool or chilly outside. Cool enough outside to have a fire in your fireplace inside. And uh, I'm very sure that when the victim got to this party, he had two shoes on his feet. Okay. When he gets to the hospital, when he gets to wherever he's going, he's only got one shoe. One shoe is just gone, okay? EMS, they don't steal shoes. They don't throw shoes away that are a potential crime scene, okay? The police don't do that. The hospital doesn't do that. If he'd have came with that shoe, it would have been considered important evidence, but it's not. It's just missing, okay? So... Somebody took the shoe as a trophy. Somebody has his Nike high top somewhere and that's their trophy. Or someone threw it away. Somebody's done something with this boy's property. It's either a trophy or someone threw it away. If it's a trophy, then you understand 
the seriousness of this situation we have. And if somebody threw it away, that's uh, obstruction of justice. They're hiding evidence, you know? If these people don't have anything to hide, then why can't they just say what happened at the party? I'll continue to podcast as information is released to me, as I figure things out, as I go through all this, I'll be more than glad to share with you. Until next time.